The pick is in and we live. Undrafted Sports Podcast back. We back. Episode Woo! Deuce. Dose. On the relaunch. Um it is March 8th, 2021. We are back for our second episode for Undrafted Sports Podcast. Um, after I know everyone who listened to the first one's back because after you listen to that one, how could you have possibly not wanted any more? Um <laughs> Probably the greatest teaser first episode, I don't know, since MASH. Think of like an old show. Our CG was basically old show. like Golden Girls. I mean, it was like Jordan coming back. <laughs> I mean, that's exactly what it was like. For sure. That was my second thought. Jordy. Is that what you said? Jordy? Jordy, Jordan, whatever. Yeah. Sean, what do you think? Old show? I think MASH is when you think of the ultras, unless you want to go, like, leave it to Beaver or some shit like that. Gilligan's yeah. Island. Okay. Gilligan's Brady Bunch. Island. Yeah. It's good. It's good. All right. Enough of that shit. So, um, big news today. Dak Prescott, uh, close to all of our hearts, has um, signed an extension with the Dallas Cowboys. He is not – Going to be franchised for a second time, and he will be paid a handsome chunk of change, which to many people's surprise, I can't believe he got paid so much money. It's unbelievable so for a 27-year-old person. Um, Damon, would you uh, care to comment on your newest acquisition? Yes. For those not watching, for those listening, I'm a Cowboys fan. If you are watching, you can tell by the hats. The shirt and the memorabilia right over my right shoulder, um, but no, I'm I'm super excited. Wish it would have got done last year. The the funny thing about it is, is supposedly the sticking point last year was Dak wanted four years, the Cowboys wanted five years. They franchise tagged him, signed him to a four year deal, so the Cowboys got their five years essentially. Dak wanted the forty million, he got his forty million, he got a no tag clause, he got the no trade clause. So I think it's a win win all around and. You know, people can who don't watch football can scoff at it, thinking, "Oh, Dak's only one one playoff game, and this, that, and the other, whatever you want to say." But I mean, I would be hard pressed to find five quarterbacks who are definitively better than him in the NFL. And you know, signing the guys early, it always seems big, but in two years from now, Dak's going to be the seventh highest paid quarterback. I mean, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Josh Allen coming up. So I think it's, you know, it's a lot of money, but Dak's worth it. I mean, he's 27 years old. You're going to have him sign until he's 31. It's a great deal for all parties involved. Um, got him locked up. So the summer drama that you had last year where it's like, are they going to sign Dak? Are they going to sign Dak? Is he going to play on the franchise tag? That's over. Yeah, I mean, he's locked up. You can now restructure deals to open up free agency and focus on, acquiring a defense to help the offense and not have to worry about, you know, all your focus and attention going into, you know, Todd France, who's Dak's agent, and, and, and trying to get him signed. CG, I have a trivia question for you, even though we're going to do trivia later. This is a pre-trivia trivia. Who – Bring it on, baby. Mississippi State. All right. Do you want to go to the next topic since somebody <laughs> just doesn't like to have fun? Hey, everybody, round of applause. A little golf clap for Dak Prescott. A little golf clap, golf clap. Amazing, amazing. Like Damon said, if you're not wa- if you're not watching, I got my Ben Hansbrough, Mississippi State Bulldogs basketball jersey. 
Amazing. Dak's such a great Obviously. guy. He deserves it. He deserves every penny he got. Every freaking penny he got. And like Damon said, it's, you'll be hard-pressed to find five guys better than him. And he's got all the weapons around him. I, I'm excited. I'm a Packers fan, but if we get put out, let's go Cowboys. Go get that ring with Dak. Dakers. My favorite Sean. thing to touch on what uh, what Damon said earlier is that, you know, everybody's flipping out about the money and exactly what he said. It's just in line with what's happening. There's going to be more guys that come in behind him that will get more money. It's the way that the NFL works, and they act like Dak is not good, that he's not worth it. Um, you know, I would have no problem arguing that he is 10 times better the quarterback than Lamar Jackson, and Lamar is going to get paid a handsome chunk of money. Josh Allen, you know, whatever argument you want to make there, but those guys – you just you're next in line. It just happens with where you get drafted. It's going to happen if Burrow turns into being a superstar. Herbert, you know, it's just how it is, and, and we've seen it every sport. So to act like Dak's not worth it or shouldn't be paid in the top five quarterbacks of all time or top five quarterbacks right now, it's just stupid. It's just everyone on the Twitter who was like, "Dang, Dak got paid. Dang, Dak got the bag." What did you expect was going to happen? Like were we thinking four for forty-two? Like what 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 did what did you expect? Yeah. This person is going to outweigh the last person. That next person is gonna outweigh that person. It's gonna it's gonna keep just, continuing just like it's happened for however many years that it's been going on. Just look at golf. He, he, he signed twelve year he signed twelve months after Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson signed for thirty nine million. Dak and Deshaun age. You could argue who's better, but they're right there on the same plane, you know, tier level as far as quarterback play is concerned. So, yeah, Dax agents could be like, well, a year ago he got 39. It's a year past. We want 40. I mean, that's just – that's how that this game goes. So, no, great, great job. Way to get it done before the tag deadline. He's going to actually have to sign the franchise tag. There's some weird thing about how the cash is allocated and him signing the deal before March 17th or something stupid. But um, he's still going to get tagged and be on that for like a week until the deal can become official. But the fact that the numbers are out and everything is pointing in the right direction for having the deal done is, is very encouraging as a Cowboys fan. And if you're a fan of the NFL, you know this is how everybody judges this on – every position we don't say oh this small forward got this much money so why is he like it's only football that does this where the quarterbacks get compared to the other quarterbacks the running backs compared to the other running backs like i get it to an extent but you have to know it's going to increase every year with guys that are worth the money it's just going to happen no matter the position quarterback or kicker the top players at those positions get the top money so stop acting like it's breaking news that x amount of money is going to a certain player when we know that's going to happen at every position in the NFL. Especially so I got, quarterback. Especially I got two things. Uh, I did see that if the Cowboys were to sign Dak, I think before July 1st deadline last year, they would have saved money on this year. Oh, like I'm sure. I'm sure they would have because supposedly the number last year because they almost agreed last year to like a 37 million dollar. Um, extension but they got him for 31 last year they signed him for 160 million total over four years if you do the math he's making 38.2 over the next five years if you include last year's tax so they're paying an extra million dollars over five years each year big whoop another another thing did you see freaking stephen jones and his agent just basically sat down and worked the deal out today today (laughs) 
like dealing hey, with it's Monday, dude. Hey, it's Monday. I feel like giving months and goddamn, they're just like, oh hey, let's have a cup of coffee. Well, oh, you want I mean, to sign to your out point? Today? Yeah, sure. It pro- fucking how done. How close were they last year? They probably knew what they were going to do, and it just didn't work out. So they were pretty close number wise to be like, okay, four years, one sixty, whatever it was. Th- let's get it done. You know. Hey, hey, it's March eighth. On Director Sports Podcast is coming out tonight. Let's give Dak forty million. So I mean, let's do it. Yeah. Hey, God, uh, could you have imagined if that would have happened four hours later? We're sitting here recording, and that shit would have popped off right then. That would have been nuts. Hey, and the second thing is, um, damn, what was I going to say? All right, moving on to the next. I can't remember if I remember. I will interrupt you, Mister Daniel. We're not going to cut that. We're leaving that in. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else. Uh, I just wanted to talk about how people just don't understand that these guys are going to get paid. Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Some <laughs> yep. exec said that – I told you I was going to interrupt you. Some exec said that <laughs> this was Jerry Jones saying, all right, the cap is about to boom. This yep. was just like, oh, a hint. Like, the cap's about to go up. We're going – we're like a little teaser. Fine by me. Yeah. Sean? Uh, um, more money, more power. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that ESPN deal they signed, it's going to skyrocket. $1.5 billion or something per year that they get? Whether it's this year or next year, whenever it's it's going to hit, just like the Nuts. TV deal hit the NBA the same way. All right. Um, move on to All-Star last night. Um, do we want to talk about the skills competition if we're going to go chronological order? The only I think thing we I would say about it. that is plus 600 on Sabonis here. Hit that shit. A Lego. If there's a European big man in the competition, bet it every year. It seems like they win those every year. I think five out of six big men yeah. have won at this point. It's it's crazy how skilled those big men are. I mean, it's not crazy. I, I think a lot of it is the guards don't really care, whatever, yes. whatever. Um, but to see – it was awesome to see Sabonis and Vucevic play. For people that – like to watch that you know everyone wanted i'm sure chris paul versus luca but it was fun to see big men sabonis made all three of his passes on the first try like buried the three of the first two times like are we positive that pass is that difficult for a player who plays every day on that skill be, level that's Jonas randall yeah someone's got are we sure making a layup is difficult chris paul <clears throat> Chris Paul twice. <laughs> Didn't he miss like four straight threes too? Yeah. Was, hmm. Some some people say he's not clutch. I don't know. I'm just just saying. Some people say he's one of the most clutch players in the NBA. If you look at his clutch time numbers, uh, I disagree with that. I see with my eyes. I don't care about the numbers. The only thing I can remember is I think there was a game seven where he had a hurt hamstring, Son of and a he bitch. had. Some- he had some kind of like floater in the lane or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a pretty good shot. I don't think they ever won, but I do remember really? that one that sticks out in my head. Who were they playing? Was it the Grizzlies? Or you can team that was black, right? Okay, you got me back for your trivia question. Well done. Well done. <laughs> all right, well, that's well it. Done. That's all I have for the uh the, the skills, uh, who gives a shit competition, who gives a shit as in who actually cares to win and who gives a shit like who actually gives a flying fuck who wins yeah. or what's going on. Yeah. Um, next one would be the three point, which is my favorite 
now that the dunk contest licks balls. Um, yeah. Steph Curry is shooting threes is like one of the most entertaining things to watch in sports. He's just, it's, he is, I think I said it um, whenever it was happening. He is the best person to ever be born on this planet to shoot a basketball into a rim. And it's ridiculous how good he is at it. He's a and machine. It's not really life. that close either. That's the no, thing. It's not close. I mean, he he's like the modern day freaking Robin Hood or something. One of those mythical creatures that just doesn't ever miss. Why the fuck did you go with Robin mythical Hood? Creature Robin Hood? Dude, I mean, they talk about Robin Hood splitting an arrow through a freaking whatever. Like he would shoot a target and then shoot the arrow and split the arrow. Like he is that in basketball form. It's it, like traditionally the best three-point shooters are catch-and-shoot guys like your Ray Allens, your J.J. Reddicks, your Corvers, your Reggie Millers. But he does it like usually when you dribble the ball, it lowers your percentage. But he, that dude, it doesn't ever lower. Like he can shoot that son of a gun from anywhere. And it's He's revolutionizing the game. I get it. It's, it's unbelievable. Like in the All-Star game when he was dribbling around, lost it, went to the half yep. court, and he just put, picked it up, turned around, and nailed it. Like he doesn't give a shit, dude. It, it is truly – it's truly amazing, man. I, 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 you can't explain it. You have to watch it. It's awesome. He, it, he missed the awesome. first two on his first go-around, and no lie, he ended up making the next three on that rack, then made the next four on the first rack. So he made seven straight. I swear to God, I don't think a single one of them hit the rim. I mean, yeah. it was just perfect. And then he missed the money ball, turned around and hit the little Mountain Dew splash ball, where they want to call it, from – um, a couple feet further out. I mean, it's not a huge fan of that addition, by the way. Oh, I mean, they said it during the telecast. They it. put that in for him. Like that's a normal oh, shot yeah. for him, and they put that in there. And I think he was the only one that made a majority of them. Like it, it's not fair that if he's in that con- competition. I mean, Mike Conley gave him a run for his money, and it was close. But Steph, the only Steph's one that can win that compete with him is Clay. I think Clay's beat him once, didn't he? Same. Well, if we're talking about from the distance, but in a three-point competition, yeah, I say Clay. But if we're talking about from the extra couple feet out, it's Dame and maybe Trey. But Dame straight... is not a competition with him. Damian Lillard is not a competition for him. I'm talking no. about from the Mountain Dew Don't spot. Care. He hit two from half court last night. Lillard did. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. He's gonna he's gonna somehow we're, find we're, his we're way to this podcast, and then he's gonna tweet us because he will take anything that anybody says negatively and cry about it. Just putting. I have in a really life. awesome stat I'd like to read about Damian he, Lillard. I didn't think we were gonna talk about Damian Lillard, but I'm gonna read it. Go ahead. So it's one of those how it started, how it's going trends on Facebook and, and Twitter. Um, so how it started, one rookie of the year, zero MVP, zero scoring title, zero assist title, zero conference final championship, zero finals appearances, beard, no beard. How it's going, one rookie of the year, zero MVP, zero scoring title, zero assist title, zero conference final championships, zero final appearances, but he did grow a beard. Good job, Dane. Hey, yo. Wow. Uh, I didn't make it. We officially burned it. our bridge. I saw it on Hey, if Instagram. he wants to come on the podcast and go freestyle battle. Let's go, bro. <laughs> back in my bag. We burned that bridge. That bridge is officially burned. I just read stats. Right, we'll man. get a shout out on his next disc tape, though. Sean, you are not enemy number one. He's going to come that after you. That would be you. amazing. <laughs> Bring it. 
Uh, okay, donk contest. Anything? It sucked. Not gonna remember any of the donks. So let's move on. Yeah. yeah. They gotta fix it's it. They say it bummer. every year, but they just—it's the lack of talent or the lack of names. I shouldn't say talent because they're very talented, but the star power drives it. Like it's—it makes it entertaining to see Zion and LeBron. You gotta have one or the other, right? You gotta have awesome ass donks that people are gonna get out of their seat for. You gotta have names to put people in the seats and like it doesn't like if zion's in it it doesn't matter like if zion's in it, he dunks whatever he's gonna do people are gonna be like holy shit zion was in it so yeah, like, if you're gonna put guys that have never had an in-game dunk in the nba like Cash stanley just get the best dunkers from around the world and let them entertain us yeah, that, that doesn't uh, have to be nba players if you're gonna God. be Cash stanley you're in my mind that's what i was gonna say yeah if, i mean if it's gonna be a show with guys that go get Go get the freaking white boy off the internet that can. Yeah. I was trying to think of his name. Entertainment, man. Like, I agree with Killian. Klinglin. Something like that. Killinger. I think it's Jordan, like, Killinon or something like that. Yeah. Klingon. Whatever his name is. I don't think it's Klingon. Well, kind of sticking with the dunk contest, I mean, we, we had a little chat in the group. And I think, you know, there's ways I think they can improve. I do like how instead of scoring the final dunks, they just all voted for who they thought the best dunker that night was. And I think that was a good uh, twist because, I mean, the Zach Levine, uh, Aaron Gordon thing, neither one of those decided, you know, should have lost that. I mean, it was a great dunk contest, but they just both kept doing better and better dunks. And so they just kept giving 50s until somebody was like, all right, I, I just have to go with a more generic dunk and they get a 47 and the other guy puts out a 50, but, um, but yeah, the, I mean the, the lack of star power and, you know, you can look at years past and, you know, they've done a good job. Like Paul George was in a dunk contest. He might've been in a couple dunk contests before he was even an all-star, but that's not what we're looking for. That, that, that wasn't even what these guys were. Maybe Obi Toppin, but like you said, Cassius Stanley never had a dunk in a game. Anthony Simons has been in the league a couple of years, and he's not getting hardly any PT. So it's like, you know, what are we doing with these guys? And and for them to put on kind of – and I hate to say it because, I mean, I couldn't do what they did, but the lack of show, the lack of, you know, dunks that in a year from now, I'm like, oh, man, I remember watching that. That was incredible. There, there wasn't that. So just all around not a great experience. I will say I do like that it was during halftime. Um, it, it made halftime speed instead of having some whack ass performance from whoever during halftime. I like the idea of having the dunk contest during that to kind of kill the. It made me want to watch halftime instead of going to the bathroom or getting a drink or whatever. I agree. I strongly disagree, and it goes back to having stars in the game. If if Zion's in the All Star game, he's not going to compete at halftime in the dunk contest. Point. I liked it. I liked it from a logistical standpoint, from but but from a practicality standpoint, and getting you know the Zions and All Stars to participate, you can't have it at at halftime. I, I agree with all your points about having it at, at halftime. Steph Curry just won the three point championship before that. I mean, not really apples. It's not apples. like they're out there playing a real game. They're not playing a real game. They're not going to dunk anyways. That's a pipe dream. That's, yeah, those that's probably the fairest it. point. <laughs> it's not going to matter. None of those guys will be, be ever be in it. Okay. 
Uh, we'll move on to uh, anybody else want to talk about the All Star game? I don't even think either of y'all, any of y'all stayed up and watched the whole thing. No, I didn't watch the whole thing. I will say that, like, Giannis was playing a lot harder than a lot of them. Like, I bet Jason Tatum was like, like, in game, he's like, chill out, bro. Like, just moving him out of the way. He was yelling at his teammates to pass, him, pass it to him in the like, paint because he was open. Like, 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 dude, he was he was playing hard. So I bet Jason Taylor looked at him like, dude, chill out, man. Like, we're just we're just hooping right now. Like, he was going hard. Like, you're not you're not getting in his way. <laughs> Jalen Brown was too. Really felt like Jalen Brown was trying to like establish himself as a star. I, I felt that energy coming from him. On paper, and it turned out to be the same thing in the actual game, Team LeBron was stacked. Yes. Team KD, I know they were missing KD, but they had and zero KD. shot on paper. Yeah, they were missing. And then LeBron, I guess, was missing Simmons. And then I guess it was Book. Which team was Conley on? No, he was on Team Durant. So, um, I just when you look at it on paper, like to have LeBron, Giannis, Luka, Steph, like get the fuck out of here. Those are probably Dang. the four best player in the NBA in order. Like, how in the world are you going to compete against that? Especially if they want to play. LeBron didn't play the second half and they won by 20. I think he only played the first quarter. I think he only he might, played yeah. like 11 minutes or something. Yeah, it was, it was the, stupid. Well, and I know, you know, everyone always talks about how they don't play defense. Of course, they didn't play again this year. But that, there was some entertainment value, especially there at the end of the first. Um, I think it was the first half where – Dame hit a half-court three. Steph hit a half-court three. Steph caught an alley-oop. Uh, Chris Paul caught an alley-oop. That was all entertaining. But I think the thing that I'm, I always take away from the All-Star game is just how incredibly talented they are because, you know, shooting a th- an NBA three-pointer is not easy, even if there's not a defense. And their ability to consistently make that – I mean, they were hitting, you know, four, five, six in a row collectively. And it's just like you watch that and it's like – I mean, they're just – I mean, that's why they make the millions is because they can do things that not very many human beings on earth can. Is that why they're in the All-Star game? That is exactly why they're in the All-Star game. <laughs> Are they the best athletes in the world from any sport? Absolutely. That's been going around. That debate has been going around the Twittersphere. When you got guys that damn big – Doing what they're doing, yes. But and can they do anything else? Pound lineman running a four. Depends on what you consider as an athlete. Are you basing it off of can you different sports, or are you basing it off of how high you can run, jump? I think a lot of stuff. people say athleticism. How, you run, how high you can jump? But they really mean coordination. Like I think there's a lot of basketball players who, if you put them. Like if they you watch them play softball, it would be like the funniest shit of all time. See, that's my def- definition of an athlete that you can go out and pick up any sport and be good at it. Right. Some people think how fast you can run, how high you can jump, you know, that kind of thing is athletic. Well, Which talking is about athletic, that, it's that's definitely being basketball. a great athlete or whatever. I think, and also relative, like. How what is the NBA NFL offensive lineman and tight ends six five, six six, six seven, maybe? That's a two guard. Like right. that's the size that these guys are and the fact that they can do what they do, um, with their leaping ability, their ability to shoot, which is not easy, especially like Dan said, in an NBA environment. 
I think people say that hitting a, a major league fastball is probably the hardest thing in sports, which I can't argue that, but it's pretty darn hard to, to shoot consistently uh, NBA level against M- NBA competitors um, in big games. So I think if you, put, if you put a different – sorry, go ahead, Dave. Well, I was just going to say, you know, people are like, oh, man, you can give me a 100 swings with a baseball bat against the best pitcher in the league, and I, I wouldn't touch a single ball. And that's absolutely true the average human being couldn't take three dribbles against an NBA player because they would just steal the ball from defensively. I mean, let alone get a shot off. Like you could not dribble the ball three times against an NBA player. So, I mean, it's all relative. I mean, regardless of the sport, they're the best of the best. And, you know, it's, it's just tough for the average human being to really understand how advanced they are in that sport. Could you put Giannis on a different field? or court in anything else other than what he does and him look normal. No. No. That's my only thing. Like if you if you gave that dude a softball bat and said hit this slow pitch, would he hit it? I don't think he would. I think he'd hit it. I don't think he'd be great at it, but I mean, if you put him in goal in a soccer field, do you think he'd stop a lot of shots? I mean, yeah. that's that's what I've been saying for decades. Yeah. Calvin Johnson would have been the greatest keeper of all time. Yes. Of all time. <laughs> well, and I think it's all relative to, you know, you got a guy like Mookie, Mookie Betts. You watch highlights of him playing basketball, um, throwing a football, running routes and different things. I mean, he's just – he can – he's multidimensional. But you get somebody who – especially, you know, if we're talking about Giannis who grew up in, in Greece and probably never threw a football – until maybe he came Good to point. the United States. So, I mean, I think it's all relative, but like y'all said, I mean, there's not a Zion Williamson sized player in the NFL. So to try to say that, you know, athleticism, athletically NFL players are more now. I mean, I would definitely give it to basketball players there. I mean, they can probably run just as fast. They jump just as high, but the difference is, is they're, not as thick, but they do have several inches on, you know, the average NFL player. In multiple ways. All right. Uh, that's just a great transition to UFC 259. Um, <laughs> we, were all, <laughs> we were all together to watch this. No live stream, technical difficulties, a.k.a. we don't have a GoPro. Well, want to start with Rakic, CG? Your boy? Yeah. Um, I was expecting a little bit more from Rackage. You know, I'm a big fan. I, I wanted him to, you know, push the pace a little bit more and engage a little bit more, but I understand the threat level of Santos. I was just wanting him to really solidify that next that next title shot. Um, he still may get it. I get it. He was playing safe. Um, Santos, is, he looks really, really bad. That, that, that fight against John Jones – you know, I'm not going to say ended his career, but it set him way, way back. Yeah, it set him way back, you know, after multiple knee surgeries and stuff. He, he looked bad, man. Um, but Rakic, he looked solid. He put it, he had a good game plan. He he did what he had to do to win. You know, it's hard to fault him on that. I was hoping he'd, you know, get a highlight to really solidify that next tile shot, but not mad at him. He cast that bet, so – Oh, great. Awesome for him. I think one more, and it's it's to the title. Yeah. I think he's going to have to get one more under his belt. And I don't sleep on him against Jan. I, I think he – I think it's going to be a really good fight. 
he's got the size. He's got the sp- he's definitely has the speed on him. Um, he's got the wrestling to make it dirty. Uh, uh, that's going to be a great fight. Uh, yeah, the next one was Drew Dober. Be the first person hand up. Holy shit, was that bad? <laughs> that <Just> one <laughs> not great. Wasn't great. Um, second time that a wrestler who trains at altitude has gotten swarmed by a wrestler who's just way fucking better. So lesson learned for the second fucking time. <laughs> so I'm probably going to do the same thing for a third time and maybe even a fourth. So stay tuned for I, that. I can see why nobody want to fight that guy. He has trouble finding fights. Now he wants to fight Ferguson. Tony does not want that smoke, dude. God, he does not want that smoke. Islam is so good. The closest he's going to get to a Khabib rematch, or well, not even a rematch, whatever you want to call it, a Khabib fight, I guess. be interesting to see what's next for Makachev. Um, Jan Sterling. Y'all already know how I feel, so somebody else talks, so I don't say something stupid. I mean, we got a new champ. Got a new champ. Not in the way that anybody <laughs> wanted to win it, but some people – Sometimes you win like that, you know. There's not really anything he could have done. He didn't do anything wrong. How do you think Anthony Smith feels about it? Uh, I was curious that Anthony didn't tweet anything out. A lot of – well, I don't follow as many fighters as you guys do, but a lot of them, none of them tweeted about it. Nobody – other than Justin Gaethje. He was the only one that said that's not on Aljo to, to do that. He was not in the position. It was Jan's fault for throwing the knee, and, you know, it is 100%. what it is. But. I said it in person. That's the worst illegal shot I've ever seen. Ooh. Greg Hardy had one in one of his first fights that was pretty bad. But, yeah, I mean, that – I mean, I don't think they should have. If Aljo came up and he was like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I don't think they should have let him because that was that was tough. Yeah, but if they're going to do that, 100%, I think Dan said it, you can't just sit him down in a chair and have him do a post-fight interview like – okay, you might be concussed, but come talk to us about how you just won your title. Like, if, if you're going to go that route, he can't continue to fight. Don't have him sit there for five minutes and bright lights looking at the cameras talking about how I didn't want to win this way and he'll get his rematch and blah, blah, blah. We knew the answers to all that. I mean, not to say that they need to sell it to use a wrestling term, but they you don't just throw him in front of a camera to talk about it. If anything, bro, you throw bro. Jan out there to let him talk about what he did, but don't throw Aljo out there. Yeah, where's his manager at? Like, and then the that, and then on top of the pictures, I, I get it. You put all this hard work in, but like, just pictures of drinking, like, like bro, c- come on, uh, you j- you got to be real smart about that. You know, he's getting blasted on Twitter, but you know, he deserves to take pictures with the belt and shit like that. I mean, he worked his whole life to get to that point. It's not his fault he got hit with that knee. But as far as the fight's concerned. Like we were talking about identify, he just he looked like he was trying so hard, and you know he really gassed himself out. Like and the, the commentary, they were they were right. Like Yan looked like the champion the whole time. He he kept mm-hmm. his composure. You know he lost, I, I believe the first second round. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it, the the tide was turning. It was a tsunami. We all knew it was going to happen. Yan would, if the fight, if that legally wouldn't have happened, Yan would have either finished him or walked away with a 48 47 victory. Um, but if they do rematch it, 
I don't think you completely count. I don't think you completely count out Sterling though, because we saw that he has some skills and that he can give Yan problems. But if he, you know, adjusts some things as far as like kicking and falling the fuck out. Yes, chilling the hell out. Like there are some things that he can correct that could, you know, could be better in the next one, you know, but Yan should still be at least a minus 200-something favorite. I mean, Yan just – He's minus 250 was the opening line. uh, Yeah, it it, it was not looking good for Sterling, but like we said, it's not Aljo's fault. He should should have freaking went out. Like he shouldn't have fought after that. Even if they would have took away two points and he survived, he still would have won the fight, like – and we'd still be bitching about it. So – it's Yan's fault and his corner's fault for telling him to strike there. Like, let him get up. He couldn't fucking breathe. What you got, Sean? So, what's the rule? Are you going to stick to your rule? Underdog champs? Of course. Interesting. Of course. Look, Aldo deserves his flowers. You get an out on that one. Like, that, that one has a caveat. No, no, no. Aldo deserves his flowers. That dude trained for two camps for this dude because Jan fucked up the first time, so we had to do another camp to keep fighting this guy. He got hit with an illegal shot, most illegal shot. I mean, like I said, one of the worst ones I've ever seen, probably the worst one I've ever seen, especially in that type of moment. Yeah. But, like, like – like CG said, he was clearly tired. He said his his he was fatigued. He said his cardio was off. He didn't look great. Uh, I think he was down 2-1 on two of the judges' scorecards, and he was up one on another judge. And I think if you watch the clip, it shows right before he gets need that Jan had him like 33-10 to 10 significant strikes in round four. And he wasn't tired. He's not going to get tired. So, like, there's a decent chance how Joe gets finished if he continues to go. So when he takes that knee in the second round, what's the result? Is it the same? So you got to think like Aljo's a very, very smart dude. He knows his shit. He has his own podcast, whatever. Like he, he knows where he's at at that point in time. He realizes that he's not stupid. Like he knows where his cardio is. He knows, like CG said, where the tide is going in this fight. Should we blame him for getting need? No, he didn't fucking do that. That's 100% Jan's fault, his coach, whoever you want to fucking blame. It was atrocious. But all I'm saying is, if that's a different point in the fight, I don't know if the result is the same. 100%, yeah. Yeah. That's my final take on that one. I feel like I did pretty good PG on that, right? That was okay. Okay. Did I burn an Aljo bridge? Have we burned two bridges tonight? No, you did not burn Aljo bridge. Okay, cool. Because I would love to wear. No, I'm not gonna say that. Um, <laughs> Nunez, Damon. I don't want to spend more time on this section than than the fight lasted. So say what you need to say, and let's get out of here. It was... I, I'd like to say something. Uh, this podcast has nailed that fight because we spent yeah. a less amount of time on it on the previous episode than the fight lasted. She's the best of all time. Me and Anderson, you're probably not very good. I mean, I'm sorry. You guys can suck James Crouch, James Crouch off all you want. It ain't going to be me. I'm not going to do that shit because I do not like that dude. I mean. That's a burn bridge. I don't care. Uh, he, he never had a bridge. 
that's the longest lake of all time, and he's never getting across it. <laughs> I don't know what's next for her, though. Like in all seriousness, like I don't know where she goes. Even one thirty-five, like where's where's a contender on either side? Uh, I'm talking about Pena. That was that's a joke. Pena. Uh, question still remains. But props to the UFC, man. They they're rolling with Nunez. They're giving they're like as long as she wants to defend it, we're gonna keep the division open. And like that's awesome. They're riding letting her do her thing. And you know, I wouldn't be mad if she could fight Valentina Shevchenko every six months. That's her most competitive fight. You know, even if she beats her every time, that's that is a, a hell of a freaking fight every single time. Those two she's got Andrade after it. So here's my this is what I say. If she beats Andrade. There ain't nobody at 25. 15 is is competitive because mm-hmm. I think they just announced uh, Shang and Rose today, which is going to be awesome. Let's go. But uh, if she beats Andrade, just run Nunez and Shevchenko at like 134, just something where it wouldn't be for a title and just let them fight. Who gives a shit about a title? I don't give a shit. You're gonna fucking. I would. Who would rather see Shevchenko Nunez three without a belt on the line, or would you rather see Nunez and Juliana Pena at one thirty-five? No or one. Nunez that will be a hundred to zero. <laughs> Kayla Harrison. They train together. All right, let's move on. Um, Izzy Yan. Y'all Sean, heard it here start? first. We told y'all. Well, some people did. Others did not. Two people here your, did not. You're pointing at yourself. Anybody on mine? Um, yeah, the my parlay went 0 for 2, so don't listen to that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, Izzy honestly didn't look like he belonged in there with him. As weird as that is to say, he, he just didn't look like he – obviously, he's not a light heavyweight, but it just was – you know, when flat. you go for – when you go for for a second belt and you're trying to become one of what is it eight or nine people to ever do it, and to come out like that and get ten aided in the fifth round or fourth round, whatever round it was, like it just it wasn't there. Um, and he'll just go back down to destroy one eighty five and whoever wants to be there, he can piece them up for a while and just stick to that division and maybe he'll get lucky if somebody else does beat Jan and he can have a more competitive fight. But he did not belong in that in that octagon with him. Damon? Yeah, I mean, there's just too big of a uh, size discrepancy. I think uh, Nick Saban said it whenever he was talking about recruiting one time. He was like, there's a reason why they don't put – you know, they have weight classes in boxing. And he was talking about how he likes to recruit the bigger, faster, stronger kids. And, I mean, there's a reason why there's weight classes and there's a reason why, you know, you don't see a 135-er going up and trying to fight a 175-er. I mean, it's – I know the old cliche, it's not the size of the dog in the fight, the size of the fight in the dog, but at the same time, at this level, there are certain things where size matters. And, you know, I think that was, you know, evident tonight. Izzy is incredible and um, what he's done up to this point in his fighting career um, is, you know, just outstanding. But at the end of the day, him jumping up weight classes that I don't think that's in his best interest. I don't think he needs to try it again unless it's a better, you know, stylistic fight. But um, you know, hate to see it. Big Izzy fan, wanted to see him, you know, hold down two belts. But you know, at the end of the day, 
it, it's just not in the cards for him, not against, you know, maybe in a rematch, he can, you know, change things up a little bit. But like y'all said, I mean, 10 8 there towards the end of the fight, he's just, you know, it, it's too big of a class, size discrepancy. Saying weight class is almost like a detriment to him because that's 20 pounds. That's not, I mean, that's two weight classes in UFC or MMA yeah. in general. And in boxing, that would be what, Sean, like, like five, seven six. weight classes. <laughs> Yeah. So like yeah he like like we said before like he was probably a th- he was thirty pounds underweight compared to Jan on fight night like that's just and the one advantage he was tough. supposed to have speed and reach didn't look like it mattered all that much well and he got wrestled well my thing with I yeah, I'm not a coach they know a hell of a lot more than Eugene Bateman knows a hell of a lot more than I do but. How, how I envision how if I if I was to go back and coach Izzy, there's one time in the fight where I saw him, he got pissed off and he went forward and he really pressured him and he landed some nice shots. And I think that was in the second round. But and another thing is, is he's the only one that you could compare in fighting styles and striking styles to Anderson Silva. When Anderson knew he had a speed advantage on somebody and he got the timing, what happened? His hands came down and he started trying to pull set traps and pull pull those long reaching punches out so he could counter. I really feel like Izzy could have done that to him to land those clean, precise shots on Yan. And he never he he never did that. You know, he just he was okay. I guess the power really, you know, scared him. He ate some big shots in there. I don't know why he never got comfortable within the fight to, you know, really push up on him. But I, I just felt like, you know, he could have pulled some some longer reaching punches out to land those clean strikes on him with head movement and speed. Because that in length that he has, I, I, I don't, I didn't like the game plan, plan from him at all. I think he was too relaxed. Like he was trying to, like you look at his previous fights, like everything was, like he's like a highlight. You know what I mean? Instead of really going for it, I don't know. I, I guess he felt like he was fighting Costa or somebody like that. I, I just felt like he could have approached it differently and and pulled those things out of him. I don't um, think he expected but, to get yeah, wrestled. No joke, man. In the last two rounds, I didn't think he expected yeah. to drop two rounds for straight up wrestling. So that was probably a big part of it. Um, only other thing I wanted to talk about with this guard is shout out to Dom Cruz. Um, he looked great. He needed that win badly. Yeah. Um, shout yeah. out to PG for hitting that uh, underdog. And Kyler Phillips destroying my lock of the night. Fuck you. Burn bridge. <laughs> That's all I got. Hell of a performance, Kyler. Yeah, but FQ too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that that will go to a break and um, we'll come back and talk a little main event Muhammad. Let's go, Bilal. We're back. We're back with a preview for the next UFC fight night card coming up in Las Vegas, Nevada in six days. And before we do that, this preview by Undrafted Sport Podcast is brought to you by a special sponsor, Damon. Let me tell you a little bit about that sponsor, Country Croc. (laughs) Whether you are greasing a pan to make uh, scrambled eggs for maybe an egg sandwich or Dan's personal favorite, if you were using that butter to make a butter sandwich where you take two pieces of bread 
put butter on so that. And then you do what, Dan? You fucking eat it. You eat it. You put it. those two pieces of bread together and you just... Mm. Country crock. It's delicious. I hate for everyone who's not watching on video that didn't get to see Damon take a delicious bite of butter sandwich. It looked great. He looks like he's enjoying himself for anybody who can't see. Doesn't not, make for good radio, but... Mm. It's and delicious. Your chewing is just awesome. I love you chewing next to the mic. It's great. Colin, did Especially you, did you see? no substance in that sandwich. Did you see him toasted at all, Colin? I didn't see any toasting. Okay. So all it right. was a sandwich. Main event, Muhammad. Let's go. Go ahead. Take it away. All right. Bilal, this is your shot. It's a win-win for him. I'm happy for him. He's coming off of a win, but he got his legs beat the shit up uh, for him to be taking this fight on short notice against a guy that got a claim for a title fight. It's awesome for him. It's awesome that Blaw stepped up. It's awesome that the UFC gave him the chance, that Leon gave him the chance. It's a, it's a no-lose situation for him. So, uh, you know, the pressure that Blaw has shown the last couple of fights, I think obviously that's his key to victory. Just got to be careful. Um, you know, Leon, there's, we talked about this on Saturday. There, there's levels to this, this fight game and Leon's up there for a reason. You know, he's he's beaten a lot of guys. He's he's earned his way to be a number one contender or in that um, realm. So, but just awesome that Bilal's going to get to be on the main event, be on the poster, get to be the walkout. You know, it's just, it's really cool for him. I've been, I mean, I'm not long for this UFC stuff, but ever since I was, Bilal's kind of been my guy. So really excited to, to get to see him main event something. Um and, and kudos to Leon for taking the fight. He doesn't have to take this fight. If he loses this fight, it really hurts his his record and, and chance at claiming for a title. So, you know, kudos to him. He probably took the fight because he knows that he can beat him, which is fine. But, um, you know, Bilal, just keep pressuring, keep pressuring. Maybe try to protect those legs if you can. I'm sure Leon saw what we all saw. And see if we can get get a dub. Five five rounds. He's, he's not going to get tired, but he, he could get caught, as we saw with, with Luke and. Jeff knocked knocked him down. I don't think he knocked him out, but um, you know he can he, he he can get hit for sure. Yeah, I think like you said, Leon too, because he thinks he can win. But I also think that dude just wants to fucking fight. He hasn't fought sure. in forever. He knows yeah. what people see. He knows what people say. He knows all the shit that's been talked about him and how he's not getting the title shot. He's not in it because he hasn't fought. Yada yada yada. The Chamaya fight got rescheduled like three fucking times. Now this dude's like going on the social media right now he's going to retire and spitting up blood that covid shit has really fucked with him so yeah um i'm excited uh i'm like you said happy that we all got a shot it's great we're gonna fucking see it let's see it it's time it's time to go so let's let's see how it goes um i really like below on this spot um leon's good but i, I think below his, his pressure and his cardio is going to give him problems. Um, you just look at the Gunnar Nelson fight, third round. Gunnar, Gunnar won that third round and took him to the ground, smothered him. Look at the Brian Barberina fight. I, I, this this fight gets in the deep waters. I really like Bilal. Uh, don't I'm definitely betting the dog on that one. I, I'm a fan. Um, Leon doesn't po- pose. He's not a heavy puncher, so it's not like Jeff Neal. So I, I, I just I don't I don't see Leon just maybe if he's just able to stick and move and 
and do – he might win the first two rounds, but is he going to be able to do the same thing over five? And I, I really see, like Sean said, you know, he can take a punch. He can eat those shots, and he's going to keep pressing forward and forward and forward and forward. Um, if I'm Leon, yeah, I saw him – I saw him eat those leg kicks, but he ate them and he kept coming. So that will worry me a little bit. And that's why I like below on this spot. He, he, when he gets in that deep waters, I'm not counting a guy out that fights during Ramadan. That is something we're greatest of all time. Habib Nurmagomedov won't do. Bilal, <laughs> his mind is on another level, man. He's awesome. Take him in a deep water, see how he handles that fucking pressure. We're going to find yeah. out. That's the path to victory. That's that's been his way for the last couple of fights. And I know the last fight he wanted to, to win inside distance, but just be smart. You know, you've got five rounds now, not three. Just, you know, stick to a game plan and and make sure that you pressure when you can pressure because that's that's your key to victory. We are officially Bilal stands on this podcast. Yes. Uh, everybody raise your hand if you're gonna bet on Eric Anders. Uh, okay. Nobody raise their hands. I don't think anyone in the world has raised their hands. Mark Ingram. Well. Except for Mark Ingram. Uh, that's all. Uh, CG, you want to hit us with a, a parlay and an underdog? Yep. We just talked about one dog to bet. Um, I also like, I like Gavin Tucker. Gavin Tucker's got a tough matchup. Um, Danny Gay. Against Danny Gay. And, um, he is even money right now, currently. Really? Gavin What's Bilal's is? number? Bilal is plus 205, and Gavin is even money. Getting at the show. <laughs> I thought Gavin was about plus 140. Holy crap, that's gotten down. Um, but I like Gavin Tucker. I, I don't like it at even odds. If it, if it gets up to your plus 130, plus 140 range, definitely take a stab on him there. Ige is no slouch. He's tough as nails. Um, so as a pick him, go Ige all day. But if he gets on that plus 140 range – that that thing. Uh, I got a parlay for you. Two awesome strikers, uh, Jonathan Martinez and Nazrat Hakbarest. If you want to tune in and watch some guys put on a show and they're striking, those two guys are awesome. You could bet, uh, put a bet on them as well and root for them. They're they're so fun to watch. Uh, Nazrat Hakbarest and Jonathan Martinez. I don't like the David Grant slander on this podcast, but you continue to bet against David Grant and. At this point, it just hurts my feelings a little bit, but, you know, whatever. That Nikolai Cape fight will be fun, too. I'm excited for that one. Everything else can fuck off. Um, okay. We're now moving on to the bread and butter, no pun intended, Nice. of this show. We are doing <laughs> – we're now doing overrated. We have an overrated top three. Movies. I thought about doing comedies, thought about doing dramas, just movies, movies in general, overrated movies. I have three and I have a couple of honorable mentions. Same Same here. Would anybody like to go first? Well, first, do we have an ad read or is that for trivia? We're waiting that for trivia. We have not a sponsored guest for our overrated underrated segment we're looking um you're right here but it got taken down it's still available though yeah you're still excited about the DAC news to put it back up (laughs) i used crappy tape it fell didn't want to retape it who went first last time 
I believe I CG did. did. I believe CG he, did. Yeah. He named some like Frito fucking pulled pork Homemade. and hot sauce. <laughs> slap your mama's <laughs> shit. I don't know what the fuck. But pickles are weird on a sandwich. I don't, don't want to go be first. happy to start off. Go ahead, Sean. <clears throat> so, uh, this movie has a 98% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. It is 8.3 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb, excuse me. Uh, it launched the careers of two very well-known actors who are in a lot of shit. But I think this movie is vastly overrated. I watched it for the first time last year during quarantine. Goodwill Hunting. Yep, not a fan. I knew it. Uh, Cocksucker. It's, it's just, it's not that great. <laughs> and I apologize for those that like it. Robin Williams was good in it. R.I.P. Uh, but what what the hype was around it to be 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, which I didn't know at the time, but I knew that it was very highly regarded. I think it won an Oscar. They won an Oscar for Best, best Screenplay. It's a meh for me. Overrated. I don't like the Matt Damon slander. I'm not here for it. I love Matt Damon. I do. Clearly but not. That His first movie is not his best. And that, they're not all winners. That's fine. Go ahead, Damon. I've never seen that, but yeah. So... My first, and it's not that I hate the movie. It just doesn't do a lot for me. But, I mean, it is one of the more well-known, um, kind of has developed a cult, I feel like. There's some people who just constantly um, refer back to it. But Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction really doesn't oh, do it for me. You. Wow. Yeah, see, wow. I mean, it just... I, I watched wow. it. I, I probably watched it about a year or two years ago. Hey, and Skip I, I mean, Bayless. <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it's not. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but I watched it like two years ago for the first. Well, for the first time in my adult. Charlie life Glenn actually, was on this podcast right now. He would. It would murder he, you. He would. So I'm saying it has like right a cult like following, and I watch, and I'm just like, it's good it's got good parts samuel L. jackson's pretty hilarious but just the overall just doesn't do it for me all right i'm gonna piggyback off of that cg you can go last but i'm gonna piggyback off of that and sean knows where i'm going here oh, i recently with, within the last month watched the movie goodfellas knowingly that you know this is one of the best movies of all time and I watched it, clear, clear mind, no expectations. Didn't do it for me. Nothing in that movie that I have not ever seen happened. It was just like a story of a guy who wanted to become a fucking gangster. And then he did it. And he went around doing gangster shit with a whole bunch of other gangsters. And then it ended. It's like, oh, man, that was riveting. I mean... I don't. I just don't get it. I don't understand. It makes no sense to me. I can't not fathom how people think that that is the best movie of all time. Blows me away. No clue. And I, and I like those kind of movies. So, so sorry. what you said probably is why you don't like it because it's nothing you've never seen before. So you probably watched it too late. It's not an original screenplay. Like, so I'm not mad when you described it. That's the first time you ever described it to me in that way. You used to just say it's not that good. Robert De Niro's, eh, it's not that good. So uh, now that you put no, it in terms, I said De Niro was good. I don't like Ray Liotta. 
now that you put it in the terms of it's nothing you've never seen before okay i I accept that because it it is very but it is based on a true story um that that is based on a true story but it's a fucking phenomenal movie and you're crazy to think that it's overrated cg your turn (laughs) all right Uh, i'm I'm gonna get a lot of internet heat for this one uh my number one titanic (laughs) i'm with that like uh, here's my thing. Well, my list is really hard for me to be an overrated guy because I enjoy, like I'm not a hard harsh movie critic. Like I can True. find enjoyment out of a lot of uh, pretty much every movie. Like I, I don't I don't bash a Juice. lot of stuff. Uh, so this was this was complicated for me um, to put a list together, but Titanic for sure. Uh, it, I'm, I'm I'm with Dan when people say like this is greatest movie of the time. You say that, nah, bro. Nah. See, I left have, I left a couple of those off because it just doesn't feel like my type. So I watched it. It's long as shit, first of all, and there's not a whole lot of action. So like, I feel like I need to take myself out of that because if we're talking about the Notebook, then that would be on my list too. Yeah, I don't really give a shit about romantic movies. So yeah, Titanic is a thing. movie I watched once back in 1999 or whenever it came out. I haven't watched it again. I have no desire. So I don't. I don't think that you're wrong that it's overrated, especially for our demographic. Yeah. Damn, you want to say something? Sorry. Now, I was just gonna see when the last time you know if you watched in your adult life or if it was just you know once as a middle school high school kid. I watched it for the first time bet. like six months ago. Yeah. Would be bad if I've never seen it. <laughs> Titanic. <laughs> A little bit. So, I, I probably should get an asterisk on. <laughs> I mean, how can you think it's overrated if you've never fucking seen it? <laughs> because I have no desire to see good. it. I have no desire to see it. So I guess we really put an emphasis. You're a box on... score scout when it comes to fucking movies. I mean, he's not wrong. He knows how it's going to end. So, yeah, what's the point it, of watching it? All these people I don't... blow with the fuck yeah, but it's up, based right? on a true story. To say it's overrated is inaccurate if you've never seen it, but no desire to watch it for sure. I agree with that. Hey, let, let's let's not pick this apart, okay? Let's just move on to number two. <laughs> hey, hey right. we'll snake the we'll snake this thing. I'll go back to back. Okay. You want to snake it? All right, let's snake yeah. it. Yeah. Snake it. <sighs> it's a lot of flack for this one. Uh, so before I say this, skip Bayless. Have you seen this? First of all, yes. Okay. Multiple times. I'm a huge fan of this franchise. A uh, huge Uh-oh. fan. Uh-oh. Avengers Endgame. What? Overrated. Wow. I've, it's well, not it it's not better than Infinity War. It's not better than uh, Winter Soldier. It's not better than the first Avengers. It's it's overrated. It has the has probably the best scene out of any of the movies, but Think about it, dude. It's it's not. It, it was it was a letdown. I guess because my expectations were so freaking high. Just it's not better than Infinity War. It's, it's supposed to be the end game, the imagine like amazingness. And I just I walked away. Wasn't that? Mm. I thought you were gonna say Iron Man two or three. 
Don't get me wrong. I love the movie, those but it's overrated. Yeah. All right. And you called me Skip Bayless for Pulp Fiction? That's worse. Okay. No. Pulp Fiction is worse. No. Yes, it is. I'll go back to no, it. All right. I have, I have a recent one. Um, I watched this probably around the same time as Titanic, like right when quarantine was going down. Marriage Story, just nothing. Uh, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it won, I don't know how many fucking awards, a ton of awards. ScarJo, I think, had a lot of uh, at least nominations for it, and she was really good in it. But, like, holy shit, that isn't an hour and 45 minutes of someone going through a divorce about a kid. That's it. It's just nothing. Like, it, there's no detail. It's just like, Never I'm seen fucking it. mad at you, and I'm going to throw this at the wall, and then I'm going to talk to your son. And then I'm going to leave. And then we do the same fucking scene uh, in the next 10 minutes. Just nothing. Nothing for me. Never seen it either. Never seen it. Crystal refuses to watch it. Um, My next one is a pretty uh, recent movie. I was scrolling through Twitter last week, two weeks ago, and that's kind of what kind of opened my eyes to it. Because when I watched it, I was like, it's fine but it's nothing special probably i have real no desire to watch it again but i might after this just to kind of see if it's better the second time around but um i saw someone say that this was the best superhero film of the decade all this different stuff logan logan just yeah i and and i went and researched it and there are articles where people are calling it the greatest superhero movie of the decade maybe that's one person on comicbookreview.com or whatever but yeah logan just didn't do it for me it was okay but i was like okay i'm kind of glad that's over (laughs) that movie's incredible it's not the greatest movie of all time so the funny thing is to get people an insight here cg it was hard for him to come up with a list so hard in fact that he did not watch a fucking movie and he named it first (laughs) <laughs> and then for the other insight, Damon hates every fucking movie he watches. So he must have had a cornucopia of choices. <laughs> he probably has a list uh, as three sheets of paper of how many fucking movies he's got listed on there. Hey, so that's from the at. guy who thought the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern was really good and saw it good in movie. like three times. That was, <laughs> uh, I, I did not see it three times. You saw I it have, at least twice because you went and saw it and then you. Me and you went and saw it after Dare, for Daredevil is also good. Ben Affleck, Daredevil. I agree movie. with that. Good movie. All right. Uh, yeah. my second movie also won Best Picture. Uh, it's more recent than Goodwill Hunting. 97% um on Rotten Tomatoes with a 7.5 IMDB. I also watched this during quarantine. I have no idea how this movie beat Avatar for Academy Award. Hurt Locker was pretty boring. Um, you know, I get what they're doing with, with that one. Huh? You're gonna hurt a lot of feelings with that one. I get, and I'll give the full disclosure. I'm not a big Jeremy Renner fan, so that probably skewed my opinion of the movie. But I mean, he tried to replace Matt Damon as Jason Bourne. The fuck out of here with that. Um, he also played a terrible character in Avengers. Well, probably the worst character in Avengers. Yeah. See, all these false. So. Uh, how that beat Avatar for Best Picture, I don't know, especially in that time when Avatar was the next biggest yeah, thing, the greatest thing ridiculous. we've ever seen. That's ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a war movie, so I, I know war movies always do well at the uh, big award shows and stuff. But other than the one or two action scenes where they're trying to, you know, dismantle the bomb, it's it's pretty stupid. I didn't really enjoy it that much. I would never watch it again. So 
that that was my number two with especially when i saw that it was 97 percent on rotten tomatoes i knew that was going on my list your avatar argument is the best one i think that's that's a pretty good argument all right Amy, number two no sorry Oh, we, we'll snake it. Oh, no, no, sorry. Shit. Snake it. Yeah, Sean snake it with Sean. Sorry. Okay, so my last one um, is a series. Uh-oh. Uh, and this is going to be bad. I'm going to get canceled sorry. probably. Um, the original three, which actually are the fourth, fifth, and sixth, Star Wars, Oh my are God. awful. They are oh. awful. Jesus. The guy that plays Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, might be the worst he's he's worse than porn actors his, his acting ability uh, i've recently watched this so my, i'm gonna fucking mute you if you don't stop it's so bad bro it is so Hush. so <sighs> bad star wars the first three are just just bad now just bad. Now, so, we're not gonna get hamill on our fucking podcast now so Thanks. i watched those this summer during quarantine i rewatched them they're incredible. They're very good. Yeah, They're so incredible. I didn't watch them as a young person like you guys did. So the memories are that aren't there. I watched I them as a thirty-four them. year old in two thousand nineteen. You were watching Gold. You were watching Goodfellas instead when you were yes. a kid. You were so, probably twelve with that movie. It just doesn't out. do anything for me. It's the the fight scenes are pretty whack. The acting is awful. The, it's 1980 something bro like what do you expect? I just said I watched them as a thirty-four year old in two thousand nineteen. Well, you have to expect that though going in. You got to understand that you're not going to still see. allows me to say overrated. <laughs> I don't. I didn't get the the draw of it. It was overrated to me. That's a tough one. That's you got a definition yourself, of overrated. You got to put yourself in that setting though when it came out. Like just like Jurassic Park. I wasn't oh, born when it boy. came out. How would I thought about putting Jurassic Park on here? Huh? Thought about putting Jurassic Park on here. Jurassic Park. Like put yourself in that that setting. Like I don't know. That's with just dinosaurs, I, I I, like no, like in that time, is that like, worse than space battles with spaceships? <laughs> That's never happened before, dude. And How do you know? The hate on Jurassic Park, Jurassic. Park, oh my god, it's I didn't say Damon, go. All righty, so along the same vein with Sean, this is an older movie. It's a series. About a year, year and a half, two years ago, and I was texting y'all about it, so y'all shouldn't be surprised. The fucking Rockies just don't oh, do it for boy. me. Rockies do not do it for me. I mean, greatest sports movie of all time, this, that, and the other. There were so many just awkward and awful, just like what what the hell is going on right now? Scenes that's just like sports podcast. Like I'm sorry, people. Like I, I'm so I apologize for these two. Please keep listening to us. We just hated on Star Wars and Rocky. We're back canceled, McKee. McKee, we're done, bro. Back to back. No shame in my game. We're done. Like Rocky and Star Wars. We're done. <laughs> yeah, you hated on the most watched and uh, talked about and earned movie even... of all time. Good point. Yeah. Highest grossing movie of all time and movie you haven't seen. <laughs> also, a good point. Uh, that's I had a good point with my argument. Is your no third one a movie you've seen? Yes, it is. Let's hear it. Okay, it came out recently. It came out on Netflix exclusive. It was The Irishman. I agree with that. I think it was a good movie. 
but super overrated. Like people were all talking about, I can't wait to get home and watch it. It took me multiple sessions to watch it. Like it could have been cut in half. Like it, it had a good story, good twists. Like it was a good movie, but wait, do you think the timing of it coming out had a big part of why people liked it so much? Because they were just starved for content at that point. Fair. I just feel like it. I I saw it on the list. It's it's overrated. It's a good movie, but overrated. All right, that brings mine up. This is my third. Um, I would definitely venture to say this is definitely going to be the most controversial one that, I, that has been said, especially with a certain person and few people on here. This movie had 93% on Rotten Tomatoes, considered to be one of the best movies of all time, considered to be one of the best Disney movies of all time, The Lion King. <laughs> Oh my god. Don't even think what? it's a top I don't even think it's a top seven Disney movie of all time. All right. So you're absolutely right. That was not one of the ones I thought of, but what? Yep. We got four skip Baylesses on this motherfucker, guys. <laughs> so you're including yourself in that? I don't give a yeah. shit about lions. <laughs> Sorry. Just want to make sure we're clear. I said four, didn't I? Gosh. What all right? Simba I want runs into you, the I, valley. I need you to, he's I need you to elaborate on why you think it. Somebody, anybody, uh, elaborate why you think it's overrated. I mean, it's Damon's doing it. Cry. L- listen to him. The movie is. It's just. It's not better than Aladdin. It's not better than Jungle Book. It's not better than Lady and the Tramp. It's not better than Fox and the Hound. It's not better than. I mean, it's just. It's better it's a, than Lady and the Tramp and Fox. It's and not Fox better than Beauty and the Beast. It's not better than Little Mermaid. It's better it's than Beauty not. and the Beast. No, it's not. It's just yes, not. It is. It's the best Disney movie of all time. I don't care. See, oh, you want a, bunch of, want a bunch of cups singing and shit? Hell yeah, they have good songs. Kuna Matata. Just can't wait to be king. Kuna yeah, Matata. Yeah, that movie's that movie stinks. Hey, did anybody else used to play the video, the Lion King video game? Oh, yes, that shit's awesome. Oh yeah, I did. No. Psych. <laughs> Does anybody else have honorable mentions? I've got two. I do. I uh, got two. One with one. Um, one with Colin's theme. Top five. Uh, yeah, we should have one with Colin's theme on Netflix exclusives, or it came out on Netflix. Uh, um, Uncut Gems. Whew. That one mine. went banana sandwiches <sighs> on me. It was too crazy, too much going on, too too loud, too obnoxious, too stupid. Uh, I didn't get the hype. Uh, I love Adam Sandler, but man, that movie was, it was too hey, much going on for me in that one. Don't say stupid. We need Adam on this podcast. You just got to watch your language. Never Switch your just a little bit. Yeah, some sorry. duds. And then my other one uh, is Boondock Saints. Vastly overrated. Vastly overrated. Ooh, Ooh I like that one. Is. I recently watched that one a second time just to make sure. The first time I didn't like it because everyone told me I need to watch it. I watched it again. Did nothing for me. Damon, do you like that one? You like his pick, or you like the movie? Yeah, I like I like Boondock Saints. It's been fifteen years since I've seen it, but when I saw it in high school, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." Probably because your brother was absolutely obsessed with it. Yes, he has Sorry, the tattoo across Whoever his chest too. Okay, Damon, go with your. Uh, so my two honorable mentions. It was very controversial. They came out around the same time. Watched them both. 
did nothing for me. I actually watched in the same night that I watched one of these movies, I watched Bedtime Stories with Adam Sandler and me and Crystal both agreed that Bedtime Stories was better. That would be Seven Pounds and The Book of Eli. Neither one of those movies are good. I was bored out of my mind watching both of those. I enjoyed, we watched Seven Pounds and then we turned around and watched Bedtime Stories and Bedtime Stories is a better movie than Seven Pounds. Everyone has my permission to blast him in the comment section. Somebody else go. Um, bad I'm not, <laughs> mine was Dunkirk. I don't know if you'll oh, see yeah. that Agreed. Not good. Uh, I, I th- Christopher Nolan was a director on that one, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I it think was that's Tom Hardy the so whole fucking hype. time. Yeah. Wasn't a, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't a big wasn't a big fan. Okay, I had two as well. Uncut Gems was one of them. The other one was Drive with Ryan Gosling. Never seen it. I've never seen it. Oh, man. It just makes no fucking sense. And the Uncut Gems one, the biggest thing for me, it looked like they shot that movie within however long it is, and they just didn't edit it. They just shot it all, put it together, and released it. Uh, It's just Adam Sandler, KG, watch this shit. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, that was our overrated segment. Uh, Damon was by far the worst, definitely the worst. Um, and we'll we'll move on to our last one, trivia. But before that, we have a presenting sponsor from Trivia that CG is going to read, and it is uh, the new fast-driven world of Bumble. So the Interactive Sports Podcast is brought to you by Bumble. This is a place where you can meet your significant other. I know, because I've met mine through one of these sources. Bumble buzzes around. You (laughs) swipe right, you swipe left. It can buzz right into your life. It can take you places you've never been before. It can take you to Cheddar's on a Friday night. It can take you to the movie theaters on a Tuesday night. You never know. Spontaneous. Bumble. It's where you meet the love of your life. Perfect. Or the fuck of the night. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry, Bumble. Okay. We'll take that out. Trivia. So I have the same question. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Surprise okay. segment. Surprise segment. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Where's the music? Who would you rather, Sean, Jared Goff, or Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz. Why? Because Jared Goff sucks. Dame. Nice. Legolas from Lord of the Rings or Hawkeye from Avengers? It's not hard. It's just not hard. Legolas. Damn. Yeah. Denzel Washington or Will Smith? Will Smith next. <laughs> fuck out of here. Seven pounds, just one of the best. Why did you give me two quarterbacks I give fuck all about and you gave everybody else something <laughs> they care about? All right, all right, Sean, who would you rather, Jordan 12s or Jordan 3s? Jordan 4s, but then Jordan 12s out of those. So are you saying those. that his question right off the top of his head within seven seconds was better than the one that he's thought about all fucking day? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he thought about that instantly when I complained about getting Jared Goff and Carson Wentz 
that is a little bit random, but also made for great content. So thank you, CG, for that surprise segment. Mm-hmm. So trivia, we're going to do it differently because last one sucked, and that was my fault. This time, I'm going to give you guys a list, of, and I'm going to give you, say, you have to, like, based on this criteria, you have to name somebody under this criteria. And we're going to go in order. We're going to go by the last time your NBA team has won a title. And David, we're just going to have to go Wizards for you. Okay. <laughs> Since a couple of these people are up in the air. that That's based on the order. So that means CG will go first. Sean will go second. Damon will go last. That's, that's not a snake. It's not a snake. It's going to come back to the front. Okay, so here we go. The top. So this is based on coming off of the All-Star game. It's an NBA-type question. Name the top 25 players with the most three-pointers made in NBA history since the year 2000. Ooh. F. Curry. Hold on. Okay. I have two different lists. We could do everyone who has played in a game since 2000, or we could just do active. And I will leave it the choice up to you guys. Do whichever one you'd rather do. Play the game. So there's people on this list that have played a game in like early 2000s and have been on the twilight of their career. So just keep that in mind. Okay. CG? Steph Curry. Steph Curry is number two. Sean? Ray Allen. Ray Allen is number one. Damon? Go with Jason Kidd. Good answer. Jason Kidd is number 10. CG? Kyle Culver. Kyle Culver is number four. Good answer. Uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter is number six. Can we get a little, uh, I mean, I don't want to say his name, but he's got to be on there. LeBron. LeBron James is number 13. J.J. Redick. J.J. Redick is number 14. Right behind LeBron. I'm going to, since 2000, I'm going to say Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is number 18. Damon. James Harden's got to be on the list, too. James Harden is number five. Okay. Yeah. Number five. CG. Clay, Clay Thompson. Damn it. Those are my two. Clay Thompson is number 19. Dang. Sean? This is Riven. Dirk. Dirk Nowitzki is number 11 on the list. And, and I will add, he's the only person on this list that is seven feet or above. So fuck off. <laughs> Damon. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the first miss. Okay. But I'm gonna say Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups is number 17. Wow, you're cool. Got your asses. This is good. You guys have gotten all top 20 thus far. Asia. Hell yeah. Asia Stoyakovich is number 22. 
Kevin Durant. Oh. Yeah, good call. Mm. Hold on. Kevin Durant is number 27. Wow. She were just out of the range there. All, All those right. games missed. Fucked my head. Down to two. Maybe. Say with your chest. Do Joe it. Johnson. Three, three, two, one. Joe Johnson is number 12. Wow. Me, baby. Great pull. CG. I'll say we're missing number three, seven, eight, nine, 15, 16, 20, 21, and 23, 24, 25. Oh, I got one. Manny Ginobili. So I listed 35 players. Manu is not on this list. <laughs> that was just a joke. The fuck with Sean. <laughs> Are you going to the mall later? That's what I was asking. <laughs> Damon, can you can you seal the deal? You said Steve you Nash. had one. Steve Nash is number twenty-five. Hell yeah! Who's number three? Is Michael Red on there? Damon, oh. you were plus. 1250 to come out on top on this, I will say. <laughs> um, I'm good at no pulling one said things Reg- out of my ass. No one said who? Reggie Miller. Oh, I thought someone I, did. I no. thought about him, but I was like, how much in the 2000s did he play to be able to accumulate that many three pointers? You no, did not understand the question. Yeah, yeah. played at least one, one game in 2000. Yeah. I should have guessed that. Number seven, Jason, the Jet, Terry. I'd rather lose. Fuck you. Number eight, Damon Jamal Crawford. I was going to say him, but I was like, ah. Number nine will only go by one name, and that is the truth. Thank I'd you. I'd rather lose. Number 15 yeah. is J.R. Smith. Wow. Number 16 is Damian Lillard, who's no competition, apparently. Number 20 is very interesting. Rashard Jason. Lewis. Rashard Lewis. Makes sense. Kyle Lowry, 21. And 23-24 is Wes Matthews and Paul George. Wow. Yep. So that's it. Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford, number eight. I, I was, I was, mm, I was thinking about saying him. I don't want like damn, fuckhead. Great pulls though. Great pulls. Okay, um, that's gonna do it. That will wrap up episode number two of Two on Draft Sports Podcast. We will be back next week with hopefully more content because we are in a dead season right now. I know we got NFL offseason heating up. Um, we're cranking out UFCs every week, so we always have that to talk about. And um, we should be getting into uh, some golf. We have a player's championship this coming week. A shout-out to Bryson DeChambeau for winning Bay Hill. Good for him. I'm sure CG's dad is ecstatic after he got a hat that looks like Bryson's. Um, and that's it. Would you guys have any parting words, anybody? Champions League, Europa League, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays. 
And make sure you tune in to watch main event Muhammad on Saturday. Word. Hey, hey, this this sports media may have a dry spell, but if you use Bumble, you won't. Beautiful. All right, we're out. Bye. Bye.